Welcome to this training on how to set up a supported living scheme business. My name is Gradle Gardner Martin and I'm your trainer today. So who is this course for? This course is for social work professionals, care professionals, health professionals, housing providers, those with housing portfolios who may be providers working in partnership with care providers. This is not a get rich quick scheme or information. This is information to people who may have worked in any of these professions or with these services for quite a while and have always wanted to set up their own care agency but never thought that this was possible for them. Well, it is now. We, you can follow along with our training, but you do need to know that it will take a lot of dedication and commitment and hard work. Currently there's a high demand for supported living schemes in many areas and local authorities want to work with providers to develop new services which are of good quality, best value, sustainable and person-centred. The content of the information that we'll be sharing with you over videos have been well researched. They benefit from the experience of social care providers and trainers. trainers We'll give you examples because success leaves clues. You will be provided with links throughout the training and a workbook, a PDF with clickable links and your own personalised planner. The training is divided into videos and modules and this is module one, different models of supported living scheme businesses. In module one we'll cover what are supported living schemes, ensuring a person-centred approach in your business, the difference between supported living schemes and care homes, different types of supported living schemes, what is personal care stroke domiciliary care. What are supported living schemes? Supported living schemes provide people with learning disabilities and physical impairments the opportunity to own or rent their own home and have control over the support they get, who they live with and how they live their lives. It's an alternative to residential care and offers choice of the right amount of support, how and when the service user needs it. Supported living schemes aims to help people live a fulfilled and enriched life. Supported living is a form of support provision to service users offered by a provider within their own home and it can consist of both regulated and unregulated activities. A regulated activity. The UK government offers guidance to housing providers about offering housing with care. This care provision is called a regulated activity. The regulation for regulated activity when talking about supported living is the Health and Social Care Act 2008 Regulated Activities Regulations 2014. We suggest that you go to the Department of Health's website and download this brochure. So features of supported living schemes are suitable property, a moving in and moving on process, tenancy contracts, outreach support, regulated activities. Services available within them are services in someone's home, accommodation, specialist service users, learning disabilities as users, physical impairment as service users, 
personal care and caring for adults aged under 65 years old. So as we said, success leaves clues and we've given you some examples of current supported living schemes, businesses that you might want to go and take a look at to see how they do theirs. We suggest that you continue to do this research as part of your workbook, looking to see how other people have set up their supported living schemes and also their registration criteria, what they have achieved under the CQC. We'll talk some more about CQC later on in the training. Ensuring a person-centred approach in your business. The CARE Act 2014 has put social care on a modern legislative foundation with a focus on prevention and well-being. Being person-centred is about focusing care on the needs of an individual, ensuring that people's preferences, needs and values guide intervention decisions and providing care that is respectful of and responsive to them. You do need to know the CARE Act 2014, so we suggest as well that you do some searches on Google and find out all about person-centred care and the CARE Act 2014. This is what the CQC says. Person-centred care is one of the 13 fundamental standards of care that the Care Quality Commission, the independent regulator of health and social care in England, requires healthcare providers to meet. Care or tra treatment that is tailored to an individual needs and meets their needs and preferences. So we've given you this handy diagram to look to see what person-centred care is. Person-centred care consists of supports independence, honours choice, improves quality of life, empowers residents, enhances dignity and promotes positive well-being. The Health Foundation Another very interesting place to go and find information about person-centred care gives principles of person-centred care and we've made you this handy diagram as well to see what it says. The four principles of person-centred care are affording people dignity, compassion and respect, offering coordinated care support or treatment, offering personalised care support or treatment, supporting people to recognise and develop their own strengths and abilities to enable them to live an independent and fulfilling life. The REACH principle has 11 standards and REACH stands for respectful, enthusiastic, adaptable, caring, honest. As we said, it's important to start your business and your ideas with the understanding of what person-centred care is so we suggest from this time you look at it from a service user's perspective and the REACH principle and its 11 standards helps us to do that. So a service user chooses who I live with, where I live, if I have my own home, how I am supported, who supports me, if I get good support, my friends and relationships, how to be healthy and safe, how I am part of the community, I have the same rights and responsibilities as other citizens, I get help to make changes in my life. What's the difference between a supported living scheme and a care home? So, in a supported living scheme, the care people receive is personalised and centred around their needs. 
people have a tenancy agreement, which means their home is more secure as they are protected by law. Often there's more integration with the rest of the community and people have more choice about where they live and who they live with, if anyone. People have more personal space too. They have greater rights, for example, they can choose their support staff and they can choose who enters their home and they can choose how they decorate their home. And in some instances, they may be entitled to different benefits, which gives more income for people to live on and be independent. In contrast, residential care has a more standardised level of care for all. The individual is a patient or client of the care home, so not so independent. Sometimes they're located on campuses, away from the rest of the community, with less personal space. And people may be less involved in decision making about their environment and support provision. We recommend that you visit Optimum Care where they have a very handy frequently asked question which covers the difference between supported living scheme and care homes. Now we're going to look at the different types of supported living scheme models. And here are some different models for supported living. It's better to consider it, as we said, from a person-centred approach instead of from your business model at this stage so that you can understand some of the compliance issues. A person lives on their own in a rented or owned property and they get an individual support package is one model. The rest of the models are a person sharing with others in a rented property and each person getting an individual support package. A person gets a support package, extra care or sheltered housing, lodging in someone else's home. A person gets an individual support package, living in an extension to a family home and getting an individual support package. A person living in a network of houses or flats and supporting others as well as getting support. And we got this from the NDTI um, website and you can go and download that and read that PDF yourself. Registration issues and your business model. This again we get from the NDTI website. The Care Quality Commission, CQC, has issued guidance to its inspectors to determine whether a home should be registered as a care home. These criteria fit closely with the definition of supported living and so it's unlikely that you will be registered as a care home if you follow these guidance. The separate providers of accommodation and care do not need to coordinate their work and are not accountable to each other. People who use the service have real choice, for example they can change their care provider without jeopardising their accommodation rights. People using the service have exclusive occupation and can deny entry to others, even carers. The tenancy can be assigned to someone else. Occupants can remain even if they no longer need a care service and they're separate contracts for the care and accommodation. So is supported living regulated by the Care Quality Commission? Under the Health and Social Care Act of 2008, providers of health and adult social care services must by law register with CQC if they carry on a regulated activity. If they carry on a regulated activity without being registered, they may be prosecuted and liable to pay a fine. This moment it's really important to talk about domiciliary care and personal care because they are regulated activities. There is an important distinction by the CQC. By supported living we mean schemes that provide personal care to people as part of the support that they need to live in their own homes. The 
Personal care is provided under separate contractual arrangements to those for the person's housing. Accommodation is often shared, but can be single households. Supported living providers that do not provide the regulated activity, personal care, are not required by law to register with CQC. So we've put together some links for you to begin your registration for CQC and these links are in your PDFs and you will be able to follow along with them using your workbooks. Please visit our health and social care recruitment website at gardnerrecruitment.com or click the link provided in the description.